0: Welcome back to Geeking Out Over Star Wars. I said we would be back on a somewhat consistent schedule. This isn't exactly the day I was hoping for, but still happening pretty soon after the last episode, so I feel fulfilled, and I feel like I did not lie. I am back with my co-pilot as always, Shamari. Hello, my friend.
1: Hello, and yes, we are back on, on schedule. Um, yeah, just just glad to be... Back talking high, Rep- talking a uh, high republic as as we're very used to on this show.
0: Yeah, I and mean, that's how we started the show. The show was all about the high republic when it's when it first launched in twenty twenty one. In fact, this episode is a little bit different for us because usually we cover almost every book that comes out in the high republic, and that gets its own individual episode. Uh, but because I was so far behind, um.
1: Well, yeah, we, you've been, we have been. Tried. You, you've been uh, doing a lot. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Thank you for cutting me some slack. I appreciate it. This would have been a really good opportunity for you to straight up grill me and make fun of me because we always agree on this show. And this was your opportunity, man. This was your yeah. one opportunity to be like, you're letting the fandom down. How could you could have no, blacklisted no, my no. name on Reddit? You could have done all that, man.
1: Oh, no, no, I can't. I can't. You know, and, and look, it's 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 one of those things where. Uh, as Star Wars fans, we need to unite and not be so divided. As well, you get tired of the the hate and division, um, which is which is not how I wanted to start this show. But I'm just I just want to put that out there.
0: <laughs> All right are you are you introducing common sense to the fandom? What? <laughs> what? Oh. What are you doing? What are you doing? That's not welcome here. Obviously, you know this. You know this. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yes, I love a lot of unity and cohesiveness within the all of Star Wars fandom. And I will say one thing that has been a cohesive thing for people to just rally around and truly support is the High Republic. Um, so today's episode, if you've read the title, you know what we're going into. It's a big roundup of the High Republic phase two publishing material that has released so far. Now, Phase 2 is shorter than Phase 1, so there's only two waves. The first wave really finished, I would say, in January, with the release of Battle of Jeddah. Um, of course, there's the ongoing comic, the Adventures comic, the regular High Republic comic, as well as the Blade of Bardada, which we both love. Um, and then there will be the second wave starting in April, uh, with uh, Cataclysm um a quest for planet x mm-hmm. and then a month later in may with vengeance uh path of vengeance by kevin scott which i believe will end off the which will end this phase um of course and that will also coincide with the release of the last issue or the second to last issue maybe the last issues in june of the comic series because they're all only 10 issues as opposed to the usual 12 of the the last series um, So, we're going to get into all of that. I want to touch on the books, get your... Shamari and I will just kind of bounce back ideas. We've talked briefly about the books a little bit. We'll be like, uh, because I was catching up with things. So I was like, I-, I love Path of the Sea. just uh, took me a while, ended up really liking it. Didn't love Quest for Hidden City. Loved Battle Jetta. So, we haven't had full-on thoughts, though, about it. So, I am excited. I'm very excited. But before we get there... I I am going to put a plug for the Chronicles of the Jedi Inside Edition that I just got you to purchase ten minutes ago. Not ten minutes ago. Not ten minutes ago. That that. So for anyone listening, there is an in-universe guide similar to some of the other Star Wars books that have been published by Inside Editions that are from the point of view of someone in that time period, quote unquote, in Star Wars, and just about the era. And this is about the high Republic era. Um and I-, I sold you, didn't I not?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's you know, I, I couldn't resist and and just in general, I guess the people could, the people uh can know that I never turned down a Star Wars purchase if it has Star Wars on it. Um I mean I'm gonna buy it anyway. But like I mean this was I mean this was just this was something that it was just I, I, I think you, you had me sold when you said Star Wars High Republic. You had me sold. I was already looking it up, but but even then, with how you were describing this this book, it just it seems like something that that people that
0: it it just seems like something that Star Wars fans should get, just in general. One hundred percent, especially if you're a High Republic fan. We're yeah. talking covering the events of Phase One, covering actually the events that we've read up to a Phase Two. Battle of Jedha, the beginning of the Irem and Erno conflict, well not the beginning, but what we've seen of it, the path of the open hand, the characters, goes into all of that, the Jedi, the High Council, everything that's going on that we've read about, it happens here as if it's like chronicling all those events, as well as we get got a there's, a, there's a pull-out map including a galaxy map of all the planets that have been introduced in the High Republic so far. So, it's just... If you're a High Republic fan, it's worth it. 100% it's worth it. This is the type of thing that I've wanted. That along with the art of the High Republic, which I actually have not gotten yet. Um, just just I wanted to get through this phase two before I uh, purchased that. But this was something I really, really wanted. Like this giant compendium of, of everything um, in the High Republic so far. Because this has become my favorite era in Star Wars. It just has. And yeah, yeah.
1: so... No, yeah. yeah, I was just going to concur with everything you said, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, it's a worthy purchase. Now, one last thing. I know I, I said one thing before we get in. One last thing. Did you see last week's episode of The Mandalorian? I'm, I'm assuming the answer is a duh.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay. How do you feel?
1: I liked it. I enjoyed liked it.
0: it. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, I liked the episode. I, I feel like... Um... um I feel like this season has been going a little slow and it's a little directionless. Um, I think compared to the other two, I was thinking about that earlier. Um, I was thinking about that earlier today, actually, because I know we're getting another episode, uh, I I guess technically tomorrow, because we're recording this on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but yeah, the season has been a little directionless compared to, uh, compared to the other two. So, um, but I did like this episode. This last episode, it seemed it very much seemed like a divergence from, I guess whatever was everything that was else that was going on uh, this season.
0: But I really liked what happened in the episode. But if I'm going to get a grievance out of the way first, this is something I've brought up with you before, and uh, we don't have to devote an entire episode to it. But I'm the I'm finding the stagecraft, the volume, yes, very limiting, very. It's taking me out of it. I can just tell that in all of those night scenes on Coruscant they're not outside it's just it's so obvious to tell that i feel like i'm watching people Mm -hmm. in a room and it's supposed to be outside it just really pulls me out of it i don't know why it's not the same thing when they were outside going to the rest of the um it's not the foundling is it the foundling where they go to the rest of the um the other mandalorians when they go back at the end of the episode all that i won't spoil too much but Mm. all that like you could tell outside felt good um, everything, even in the last week's, in the previous week's episode, all felt good. But something about the nighttime on Coruscant just felt so fake that it really, really took me out of it. Besides that, though, I really like how apparently we're getting elements of because that Agents of the New Republic show was canceled. Um, and this feels like something that would have been explored in something like that. More political heavy episodes that's exploring this New Republic era. And, well, Shortcomings. I, I, the shortcomings of, of this new government, which is very, very interesting. Um, this new demilitarized government, they've, they've demilitarized. They have this amnesty program. These people you know are the, the things in the shadows that are growing. Um, so I actually really did enjoy that aspect of the episode, the more political nature. But yeah, it's a very interesting diversion to take in the middle of our main story.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was definitely a kind of. This is a very different episode, and I liked, like you said, I liked the story, um, or I liked, you know, what what they were doing with the episode and following that scientist and just seeing that part. I, and I always just love seeing stuff like that, even like an Andor, just seeing, just different parts of what's going on in the Star Wars world, where it's not just you know lightsabers and and you know Jedi and Sith it's like okay what is everybody else doing right Mm -hmm. what is this imperial scientist doing after the empire is like shut down and his moff was sent to jail like like what is he doing now you know so it's it it was a i liked it you know i thought it was good i i think and i know you're you're you know i i don't have as much issue uh, as much of an issue with the stagecraft, though it's funny, my my older brother's having a similar issue with the Marvel stuff hmm. as well. Um where he's just like he, he calls it the Atlanta sweatshot. Um,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, okay. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. <laughs> which, look it I mean it is what it is, but
0: it a little but yeah.
1: Yeah, it, you know it's just it's it some of this stuff and he's he's pointing out particularly with Ant-Man and the Wasp and other Marvel projects. But just like you know it, it, it is I think at some point it, t- it's, it, it does tend to be like overused at some point. It's not bothering me as much. Um, I think just because I'm able to just to just kind of just this is this is like whatever you know fiction, you know CG, some of how people like had issues with like the CG and the prequels and whatnot, I'm just like, well, I mean, I know it's not like real, but but you know, if things become more noticeable, you kind of want to make adjustments so.
0: Yeah. I, I think it'll be, and I don't know how many people, I know you're talking about your older brother, have a problem with yeah. them using that for Marvel. I don't know how many people are complaining about it in Star Wars. It might be a th- thing that's more me, because the content of the episode I really like. Though I'm curious to see if they pick up any of these, these strands and these plot threads in the rest of the season. As it'd be very weird, out of an eight episode, like, we're already, ne- as of tomorrow, halfway through the season. Like, that's how fast that was. It's yeah. only eight, oh, it's only 8 episodes and we're already halfway through the season one of which was devoted to a story completely different from you know our main heroes and I get that but it's going to be interesting to see uh what they do with that did you know that the rock in the middle of Coruscant was mentioned in the High Republic?
1: I did I, I did though I saw that I saw that online to be fair I didn't catch I, that Oh moment.
0: yeah I mean me neither neither did I I didn't catch it while I was watching it either <laughs> Well look at us we're fake Star Wars fans we didn't know but um <laughs> I thought that was cool. Also, the High Republic character in um, Jedi Survivor.
1: Um, high, So is it? So is it that pale person that they keep showing? Yeah, you? he
0: has the robes he wears are the higher. It has the High Republic insignia.
1: That I Not saw. That time. Yeah, that I noticed like before when when the last trailer came out.
0: No, oh, I didn't uh, notice that when the last trailer came out. I noticed it with this yeah. trailer.
1: Yeah, the, yeah, he was in the last one as well, and and people were posting about that as well that there was a high republic. And I was looking, and I was like, yeah, that is a high republic. <laughs> was like, he's wearing that's a high republic. I don't know, I don't know why he's wearing it or or what, but that's definitely high republic garb.
0: So I saw a post that I thought would be really cool if you know, because he uses psychometry, like with his yeah. that's Cal's. If you can get like a flashback to something from the high republic. That would oh, be the coolest thing, man, for them to include.
1: Oh my god! Now I'm gonna be so upset if that doesn't happen.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, that's I really, up. I really think you should lower your expectations. Yeah,
1: that would be so great. Oh, I'm also in. Not to get us too sidetracked, but uh, on. No, okay. I found out the collector's edition. You get a get a Cal lightsaber with the wait, collector's wait. edition. This
0: didn't. This I thought this sold out though. Is this still available?
1: It might have sold out. I, I'm just. I'm I just. I'm just finding out what was in it. I I don't know. Well,
0: I got to tell you, man, I, I think I found that maybe not too long ago, a few weeks ago, I saw it. And I just didn't bring it up. But I saw that it was sold out one. But what, what struck oh. me was that it wasn't like announced anywhere. Yeah, like, it was yeah, ironically right. very under the radar. And you would think, I guess that they didn't make too many of them. So it's like a Probably. it's very much in a first come, first serve, limited, limited, limited quantity. Yeah. But it wasn't publicized at all. Yeah, and so when I money. finally read about it, I went, huh? If, <laughs> and I was like, this would be really cool. Like, would yeah. I spend the $200 on it? Uh, I don't know. But, I, as it is it, though, I don't really want to pay for the deluxe edition, which for $20 more gives me two outfits.
1: Yeah, a couple outfits. Yeah, that's, that's not worth it.
0: I'm not paying the deluxe edition for that. But like on an a actual, night- like, a,
1: like a good, like, well-made lightsaber? Like a good, well-made lightsaber on its own is worth, like, hundreds of dollars. Yeah. So... So I don't know. I, I was just I was surprised to see that <laughs> included. I was like, "Oh wow!"
0: I do think that was cool, and I would I would have thought about it. I would have thought about it if it was still available. Yeah, yeah. I, would have, I, would I was been. let down when I saw that it was when, it, when I saw that it was sold out. Um, all right, so we got a little sidetracked, but hey, we were still touching on the High Republic stuff, both in the Mandalorian and in Jedi Survivor. So. Um well, you know what? No, one more one more. Like let me let me be sure, a yeah. horrible okay. host. Let me be a horrible host for one oh, second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I this story trailer still gave me like no story.
1: You know what? And it, it didn't, and I'm glad because I don't want to know anything. Um, I, which
0: I agree. I agree. I just found it very funny
1: that yeah, it's, it's it, funny. it was
0: like this is the story <laughs> trailer. And I just then, thought it
1: was just another trailer, and then I saw the people saying it's a story trailer. I'm like, oh, I mean, it doesn't there's, tell you There's
0: anything. no story. You know that it's been five years since the last one, um, and they're still fighting. I'd love to know what happened to Seer. Why is Why is Merin separated from the crew? Are you through Battle Scars yet?
1: I am what, like a third of the way through? Man, Battle? so
0: you you and I are both taking a while. I'm taking a while with it, too. Yeah, I am like, I'm I'm like 50-something pages in. That's what, a sixth of the, the book?
1: Yeah, not much not much is going on, which probably isn't helping.
0: Oh no, no. Even though even even the beginning, which is an entire attack on the brood base and everything, just doesn't feel like a lot is happening. Like it's not 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 catching me. No. Although I am definitely more intrigued. I'm having a lot more fun with Merin's chapters than I am with cows. Because I think that's a really cool perspective that you know we're not gonna get the chance to see in the games that much. So Yeah, yeah. I appreciate I appreciate that, but I'm curious to see what happens to Seer, uh, Why Marin's not with the crew? There's a ton of things. Who that Jedi is? All that blah 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 stuff. Um, I'm just I'm very I'm interested. I want to know
1: that guy in the tank is. That's what that's what's getting me. The guy in the tank? The guy that was floating in the in the I don't know if that's backdoor. Oh, that
0: what? was the I think that's the the guy the Jedi guy who ends up with wearing the the higher Republic robes. That's him. That yeah. was floating in that tank. Yeah. See, what? I thought it was Taron Malikos at first also. Like that's that's what I thought it was at first in the very first trailer we saw, like very very first. Uh, and then yeah, I believe that's that's him floating the tank. But doesn't he him have like guy. long like white hair or and the guy in the tank? I don't know. Uh, this is what I'm this is what I'm seeing. You know what? This Maybe is I have what I you know I, mean? I you might have to look it up again. I this is it looks like that same exact person. I mean, it could Not, be. Maybe
1: it is. I, that, that that would that would that would be uh, news to me. That's why I have to do more research, I guess.
0: You do have to do more research. Come on, you Eva. You're a Star Wars fan. You're supposed to know everything there is to know. You're supposed to know everything there is to know. Yeah, this is. Uh, I'm looking at this right now. I'm looking at this right now. And yeah, this is. I am like. 98% sure this is the same guy. Really? Yeah, I'm like 98% sure. That was right over my head that that's the same person. I I mean, I'm just curious as to... So now what's very interesting also is what if they're from the High Republic era and they've been in stasis since then? So this is a frame by frame, frame by no, frame.
1: No, yeah, I'm looking at it now too, them kind of side by side. Uh... Yeah, probably. It's probably... Oh, I don't know. I mean, uh, 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 now I'm not as, like, surprised as I was as I was before. It definitely could be the same guy.
0: Ah, oh, it's definitely the same guy.
1: He's definitely the How same could... guy. His eyes are so bright. Why are his eyes so bright? His eyes are, like... Maybe it's a light.
0: I don't know. You get out of Bacta, man. It's like, changes your life. You saw Luke. Luke was all good after. It
1: his changes eyes are all bright. Life. His hair is all white. Well, I don't know.
0: So if he's from the... This would be interesting if he's. It has been in stasis since the High Republic era. That would be kind of cool.
1: Now that's another thing I, that I need to happen. Because if he's be not, so then why cool. is he wearing High Republic robes?
0: Right. That feels like it has to have a. It has to have a meaning. Why the heck else would you just randomly put a High Republic? Yeah, that,
1: yeah, that would be that would be bad if he's like, oh, I found these in the in the uh, in the old in the old uh, luggage. Found some random High Republic robes.
0: Oh yeah, 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 just random. Which would be a cool little Easter egg, I guess, for us High Republic fans. But that would not be satisfying at all. No, absolutely not. That would not be satisfying. Not at all. Ugh. All right, all right, all right. Let's get to the meat of today's episode. Today's episode. Phase two of the High Republic. I want to just start off general thoughts. How are you liking phase two?
1: I've been very pleased with phase two. Um... And you know we had we had talked about this before as well, uh, off off podcast. I have I've very much enjoyed Phase Two, not quite as much as Phase One, but that's not any kind of knock on Phase Two. Just because that's just that's just really just how good Phase One was. Um, But Phase Two has been has been very good. It's it has um, I've liked really all of the content that's been released. Um, we're in this phase of the High Republic is, is, of everything you said not one thing is, has been like a disappointment um, to me so far I mean everything that's come out I have enjoyed and some of it I have really really enjoyed um, things like the Blade um, uh, Path of Deceit, Convergence uh, Battle of Everything I've enjoyed I've very much enjoyed um basically everything that's been released, and I am very excited uh to see where things go from here. The path of the open hand is 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 very is very very interesting and i in the path of the open hand is good um but I think what like what makes them even better is just seeing just the curiosity of just seeing how they connect to Markion Roe. Of course, we know Martyr Rowe is clearly like an, either an ancestor or a relative. And we see it's just seeing how we get from here to the Nile using the nameless and and just everything that happens with them. And it's just, it's just very, it's just been a very well crafted story, as we've said from phase one. So, um, so yeah, it's it's been very good. Um, the path of the open hand isn't quite as compelling as the Nile, um, the mother, and the is not quite as compelling as Marquion Um But it's still good, and I'm still very curious to see, um, to see how everything goes.
0: I struggled at the very beginning. So I, as you know, and as everyone on the show who listens knows, I struggled the first few months. I I didn't I hadn't read. I was behind on phase two. And I didn't really start phase two reading until February, like end of January, February, after most of the novels had already been released. And I found myself having trouble going back into it. I, I really loved phase one so much. So so much, and unexpectedly, so much. I don't think I don't know if any of us were expecting it to be just as good, cohesive, enthralling, and and capturing and rapturing that it that it is. Mm -hmm. Um. So I was thrown off by the fact that it was we were going back in time. I was intrigued for sure, but I just was like, am I going to be able to connect to them as much? Am I you know I've really started to love. You know, Avar and Elzar. I was starting to love Keeve and Vernestra. All these characters that we had met in Phase 1. I'm like, oh, how am I going to care for these new ones? I was just... All, all doubts and worries were put to rest. Uh, almost completely. Uh, and so we can, we can start out um, with Path of Deceit. Uh, we can go there with it. And Path of Deceit is my favorite of the young adult novels. In the High Republic, period. Period. Um, and this is someone who, you know, as, as I have often said on this show, I love Claudia Gray, my favorite Star Wars author, hands down. Everything has just been like knockout after knockout after knockout. Lost Stars to this day is still like top five Star Wars novel for me. Um, but Path of, Path of Deceit was so unexpectedly enthralling, unexpectedly sweet, um, unexpectedly insightful, and then very unexpectedly dark. This book is dark. It is the darkest of the young adult novels. All of the young adult novels have dark elements in them. Midnight Horizon, uh, Out of the Shadows, which I honestly don't remember much, which is, it, you know, that's uh, that's not great. And then... Uh, Into the Dark by Claudio Gray, which is my other favorite of the young adult novels. Path of Deceit is dark, man. Um, And full spoiler warnings from here on out, because we are definitely going to be spoiling the book. So if you have not gotten into it, this is your chance to stop. Stop, 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 stop stop listening, even though we obviously want you to listen. But stop listening and go read the books or read up on a summary before you come and listen to this. Path of Deceit is death-filled. Like characters we grew attached to over the course of a book, just dead at the end. And Jedi at the top of that. And I just was not expecting that. I wasn't expecting it. And I am very pleased about how dark it got. How'd you like Path of Deceit?
1: Path of Deceit is fantastic. Um, it is fantastic. And I have to say, hats off to Justina you know, Ireland and Tessa Grattan. I think this is by far the best um, book Justina Ireland has done in the High Republic so far, um, and um, and that's not even to say anything negative, particularly negative about any of the, any of the other things that she's done.
0: Though we don't love Out of the Shadows, let's, let's yeah, know. Out of the
1: Shadows is is probably and I don't, you may feel differently now, but it's probably my least favorite High Republic thing. Um, I think I could say probably with a with a pretty high degree of certainty is my least favorite High Republic thing. Um but um but this is really good. This is like on the other opposite side of the spectrum. Um, this is like very, very good, like top shelf Star Wars, in my opinion. Um like you said, it's 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 very dark. It is a very um is a very eerie kind of creepy vibe because the path of the open, path of the open hand is an eerie and creepy group. And a lot of the book is spent in that group with Mario. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just in, in this cult.
0: Yep. Um, yep. definitely getting the cult vibes all across
1: all throughout this book, all throughout yep. this book. Um, so it's, 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 it's good. It's good. And it's compelling. Very compelling.
0: I, I, the cult vibes all the way through. Uh, It was eerie. I I just thought it was also had its very, it had its moments of sweetness too. Especially as Kevmo, Zink, the the main Jedi we're following, young adult, young Padawan, is uh, kind of exploring his feelings for Marta Rowe, who is also exploring her feelings for him. And there's this also a little bit of romance in it. Not a full romance, not really. But it's kind of exploration of emotion and trying to change each other's feelings and perceptions of the Force because the path of the open hand thinks the Jedi are abusing the Force. And it's a whole running thing throughout the book. And so we get close to both these characters. And I really, really like Marta Rowe as a character. Really, really like Marta Rowe. Um, Definitely one of my favorites of Phase Um, 2. I wasn't expecting that. But by the end of this... We are introduced to the Mother, who has her own machinations. The Herald, who really just seems to be out for power within the path of the open hand. Marta Rowe and Yana Roe, who are Everenian, who are really apparently shunned from the rest of the galaxy. And we know more about her people if you've read The Eye of the Storm um, and Markion's people. Uh, but by the end of this, the Leveler is born, which is, you know, that big nameless monster that can essentially eat and destroy anyone with the Force. It turns them into dust and crum- they just crumble. The thing that that everyone just collectively held their breaths when we read um, The Rising Storm and Loden Great Storm was turned to dust. Like, this is the birth of that monster. Um, and kills our two main Jedi. And that is how the book ends. That's how the book ends. And it very clearly raises the stakes for this like whole phase. Yep. And yep. the yep. the leveler is used through the rest of the phase two. And so we'll we'll get to that. Um, but the leveler is used. And so the, all the stakes are raised. And it gave a level of urgency. And then also a level of... A level of obviously Marta connecting to Markian Row, How does it do that? But the leveler specifically gave it this level of... Oh, wow, that was bad. Uh, gave it this sense of connectedness with phase one. And that this is a major threat. And this is the... This is the origin of that major threat. This is this is big stuff, and so it makes you wonder how it can have such an impact. And nobody knows what happened on Dalna with those two Jedi too, which is interesting. We'll get to, but nobody knows what happened. And but the leveler is seen throughout the rest of the phase two, and no one picks up on it. And then for 150 years, dormant. So it's it's very interesting. Um, and I'm curious to see how that goes. Um, but Love Path of Deceit. So that was the that was actually the first thing that kicked off Phase Two, which is interesting. It always almost always kicks off with an adult novel, but it kicked off with a young adult novel. And then the next two books to release were Convergence by Zeta Cor- Cordova, correct? Do I have that correct? Did yep. I say that correctly? Yep. Right yeah, Zeta Cordova. And then also Quest for the Hidden City by George Mann, and. The, for me, those two books are on opposite ends of the spectrum. So I guess we can start with Convergence. And Convergence tells the story of the war uh, between Irem and Erano. Two two planets, two neighboring sister planets in the same system that are, um, that are just have been at war for years. And there's a small piece right now, there's a truce, and then things go haywire, somebody's controlling... Um, behind the scenes, they're connected to the path of the open hand, and we follow the two new rulers, the young rulers, as they try to forge peace by getting married, and then, you know, bring true, true stability and unity to both, and end the conflict. Um, Convergence took me a while to really get into, but then when I got into it, I got into it. What do you think about Convergence?
1: Um, so I really like Convergence. I really like Convergence a lot. Um. Again, I feel like like it's going to be like a broken record a little bit for for all these books. But I really like Convergence. I really, really like Convergence. And it's funny because going into this book, I was very skeptical. Just in terms of like just how it started, how it was progressing. I'm like, all right, so this is going to be one of those like very contained, like political, um, you know books about you know this planet and that planet and they don't like each other and it's like okay and then the jedi have to be the mediators and it's like you know that's what this is gonna be um but it was really good and i think to to me and it's it's funny because i'm not typically i'm not the biggest like characters give me more characters i need good characters kind of person but the characters made this story so good I love, like, all these characters. Ziri, Fantu, Gela. Um, and then, like, the, the... And then, it's, like, the... the Just the piece there is... The cherry on top, whatever you want to call it. Axel Greylark. I want to know what's going on with Axel Greylark. I'm still, to this day, sitting on the edge of my seat, wondering, where is Axel? You know, what is he doing? <laughs> you know? Um... And the, just all the characters in this book were just really good. I was I was invested in every single storyline in this book. It it was really 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 well made.
0: I'm with you there. I think the characters are actually a very high selling point for Convergence, and I think some of the best like character development in any of the books so far. I think one of the big things about the adult novels, from especially with the Light of the Jedi and um, Fallen Star, not so much with Rising Storm, is that. It's not that they didn't have a clear story or that they weren't focused. There were just so many points of view. So yeah. many points of view in those. That it's hard to completely develop. And I think with The Fallen Star, it's less about character development on a whole. Like, in intrinsic and, and deep dive in terms of characters. It's more about, we already know these characters by this point. We understand their development. We've seen their character arc. And so we're tied to them. But Convergence is all new characters. In a completely new story, new setting, and everything, and you have to get us to care. And it's a small cast. I mean, we occasionally get the points of view of of surrounding members, tertiary characters like viceroy's and um, and maybe Ziri's. So Ziri is the uh, Ziri Albarn is the princess of Arinno, and then Fontuzen is the prince of Iram. Uh, so those are though we get those two. Points of view. We get Gela Natai, which is the main Jedi, her point of view, and then we get you know a little bit of Creighton Son, a little bit of Charil Roy, a little bit of Enya Keen, but for the most part, it's Gela Ziri and Fontu, and Axel. Um, and Axel, I'm like you, like you said, cherry on top. Man, Axel is a character that I expected to hate, mm-hmm. and uh, and I thought was being billed as that type of character too. You know. That smug, rich boy type of character that you're almost supposed to kind of hate a little bit. And maybe that was the point here, but there's so much depth to him. And how did he get in contact with the Path of the Open Hand and the Mother? What happened? You know, his mother is the Chancellor. Um, We know about the situation with the father and the Jedi, but there's got to be more there, right? Like, what led him to the Path? Um, What's going on now after he caused, you know, Iram's, the flooding and everything? in the cities, what, what, where is he, what's going on? I am greatly intrigued. But those four characters are the real stars of the book. And so they're really able to be completely explored in a way that I just don't think the other novels so far have been able to zero in. And maybe that is actually the the blessing that is Phase 2 is because it's so much smaller in scope than Phase 1. This, like I, like I was saying before the show, we're very clearly going for the path of the open hand and the war between Iram and Arono. Those yep. are the two things we're following. Um, and the Battle of Jeddah, we have that. Jeddah's a big thing. And it's out, that's, that's a big thing for the comic series. But um, even then, again, that is Iram and Arono with their peace treaty signing. And of course, that's the path of the open hand and the things that they're also causing on Jeddah. So, again, that's just a focal point, a convergence, if you will. Um, wow.
1: See what you did there. <laughs> Plus,
0: thank you. See? I'm feeling pretty proud of myself. Oh, man. I know I know, of, I, I know, somebody that would be very proud of me right now, and I'm hoping I can show them this part of the episode. Um, but that is kind of like the focal point is a catalyst, and it's bringing those aspects together. Uh, so because it's so focused – we get something that is more exploratory for the characters, and we can really, really get into the nitty-gritty with them over a short period of time, because this whole phase is ending in May or June, and apparently phase three is starting in October. So very quickly, we're going to be wrapping up these stories, and it's important that we care in such a short amount of time. And I do already. And so I think that a lot of that goes to, like I really love Ziri and Fontu, again, more than I was expecting. So, yep. I I agree with you. I think convergence is fantastic. I think it got me sold on the Iram and Arinno politics and caring about these two worlds. And if I'm correct, please tell me I'm correct. This is this is the same Okay, so first off, yes. Um Starlight Beacon falls into Iram. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Now also, where was the um the flashbacks and in Into the Dark with, uh, Orla Jereni and what's his name? What's his name? He left the order at the end of Midnight Horizon. Master. Wreath Silas' is master. Um... I'm, 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 I'm drawing a blank. Drawing a blank. Alright, I, I got Chronicle of the Jedi in front of me. But I feel like one of oh. them had something to do with that... With that... Uh... With that... Um, you know what? I'll be oh, right was, back. Um, His
1: name was Colmac. Yeah. Yeah, there we go.
0: Comac, yeah. Comac Vitus. But I feel like they have something to do also with those two planets. There was another dispute that we know that mm. there really isn't any true peace between these two planets, even in later years towards closer to Phase 1, even though we know it takes place a little bit before Phase 1 because it's a flashback. But I feel like... See? Now I am going to go and look that up after the show because I'm just going to dive into the book and find out. Um, but... So Convergence I actually started out slow ended up really loving. Now the other book that was released was the middle grade novel that actually takes place about the same time Convergence is happening. They take place really at the same time and because the end of the end of the end of Quest for Hidden City uh, lines up with the end of Convergence and that peace is established and they're going for the peace treaty and lines up right with going into Battle of Jedha. You and I for maybe the first time ever
1: yeah, we can mark the date.
0: We can mark we can mark the date. March 21st, 2023. And this is actually when I finished the book cuz I finished the book this morning. March 21st, 2023. It is it is it is a day forever in the history of the show where you and I actually disagree.
1: We disagree and not only do we disagree, apparently we're on the opposite sides. Like
0: complete opposite sides. Complete opposite sides. Very interesting. I I did not like quest for the hidden city and i have not really said that i have not said that about anything in the high republic so far i did not like it and we can go into the reasons why but
1: you liked it right i did i liked it a lot i thought it was really well made <laughs>
0: we can't be friends anymore we can't be friends anymore that, that is the end of the show i'm gonna pull out the cable i'm trying to find where i can yeah I, I liked
1: it i, I like the book i thought was, i liked it
0: i it's i i i i I actually understand, because it's not a I, I will say, it's not a badly, it's not a poorly written book. There's nothing necessarily badness about it. I just mm-hmm. felt zero care whatsoever about anything going on. Um and I think mm-hmm. this sure. part we the one so while we are setting the date for when we actually disagree on this show, the one thing we do agree on, and we mentioned this briefly before the yeah. show, is that it's the most disconnected. Yeah, very from, yeah, for sure. It, for out of any of the novels, uh, young adult novels, and even middle grade novels in Phase 1, this is the most disconnected from the main story. In Phase 1, you had Mission to Disaster, which, uh, not Mission to Disaster, you had A Test of Courage, which spun right out of the Legacy run um, right out of the Legacy run Disaster, and sets up these two main characters that we're going to see down the road, especially Vernestra. Then you have Race to Crash Point Tower, which takes place on Valo during the fair attack. You get Ramjamarin, who we don't know, but you also get Ty, you get all of the Drain Gear, which are building up in this threat, you get the Nile, you get everything. So it's completely tied in. And then Mission to Disaster, again, Vernestra and Imri and Dalna, which we know now has major significance in history, and now we know what that event is, or we think we know what that event is. Um, that they are you know, that they foreshadowed for us in that book. As, and Lorna D and the Nile, so it's all tied together. This one, it, they make mention of Iram and Erna. They talk about the time. The, it's the most we've gotten talked about Pathfinders, which is good. Um, but for the most part, it's a self-contained story that I don't think is going to have any real ramifications on anything. I don't think the Catacute are going to show up again. Um, I don't. I don't know if the Jedi Temple on Glome is going to show up again. Uh, maybe Rock shows up. I, we know that Solandra shows up again. Um, up. Rock does yes.
1: show up as
0: well. Rock, Rock does show up in yeah. in what?
1: Uh, he uh, he was in um, he's in at least one of the comics that I saw. He, I, it's either the it might be the Nameless Terror. He's in one of them.
0: Did the, the Did the Nameless Terror start?
1: Yeah, yeah, the, higher, the higher, yeah, yep.
0: I'm behind on something. Stop it.
1: Yeah no yeah that came out I have it I have it it's like right now.
0: to me. <laughs> Shut! Shut! Shut the front door! All right. So I know I have I have a lot of reading to do after after this show. Um. So I got to get start that. I'm not I'm not reading the main. I'm reading the main series. I'm reading the blade, which we'll talk about in a second. But I'm not reading the adventures. Are you?
1: Um. No, no, I haven't started right. that
0: one. Now I I might binge it when it when it comes out. Oh, did you know they're doing a High... Oh, my God, this is my ADD kicking in. Do you know they're doing a High Republic omnibus for the comics in uh, October? It's coming out. Oh. Yeah, it will have all 15 issues of the High Republic main series. It will have the Eye of the Storm issues. Um, and a few other issues for like a massive 500-page omnibus. So, oh, wow. it's, you know, an- the essential collector's item for us High Republic lovers. Uh, yeah. So that'll yeah, be definitely, getting you know, that. definitely. Um, but we'll get back to this. Nameless Terror. So Rock shows up in that. Good to know. Uh, yeah, Rupert
1: know. is only... Maybe something else, I'm going to be honest. I... But he shows up in one of these High Republic comics. Well,
0: I can't remember. <laughs> it has to be. I don't. He's not in the main comic, and I don't okay. mean... and He's not in the Blade.
1: Then it's got to be the Nameless Terror. It's
0: got to be the Nameless. And I, and I haven't read that yet, which I will today. I'll go and get that issue. But, um, Rupert will only show up again in Quest for Planet x but doesn't appear doesn't seem will appear at all in didn't appear in battle of jetta probably won't appear in the comics and well maybe if it's in the nameless terror and rock shows up so maybe ruper will also make an appearance um but it just th- it felt so disconnected from everything else that i really struggled to care and you know i didn't love ruper as a character i love Solandra as a character we can agree on that
1: yes yeah Solandra yes solandro was great yeah, Um, And I think another thing that may be influencing it as well a little bit is this was my introduction to Salandra. This wasn't your introduction, Kurt, right?
0: No, correct. I, I, and we'll get to this part. But I read, I read and listened to both actually. Battle of Jeddah before getting to this because I tried, I tried reading Quest for the Hidden City for like two months, man, two months. Yep. I tried and I really struggled. And I kept telling you because I, I texted you a f- like a few weeks ago. I was like, dude, I can't. I've tried starting this book three times.
1: Yep. Yep. I remember you told me. Oh, no. yeah. I,
0: I got past it. But Solandra, I find to be actually very um, endearing. And I kind of just love in terms of the philosophy um, her philosophy on the Force and on the duty as a Jedi and her shield, too. We've never oh, seen yeah. that before. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's so cool! I, I just and just I think just me just this being an introduction to her for me, I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" That was <laughs> that was like a hook for me. I was like, "No, that's that's awesome! That's really cool."
0: I, um, I I I enjoyed the shield a lot. I thought it was really cool. We've seen some cool things like the light whip for Vernestra, um, but I thought the shield shield was really cool. And the way she, you know she uses the force to hold it away from her yeah. and everything, oh she used it. She used it at one point to give. Um, Rupert a lift, which mm-hmm. was you know because she was falling in the alcove towards the end of the oh, book. Yes. So I thought that was really cool, actually, really really cool.
1: Yeah, she's she's awesome. Um, and what I don't do know. You- I, mean, I, a- I mean, I mean, I so I thought there was a decent amount of action in this book, surprisingly. Um, which I didn't think I wasn't particularly, especially towards the end and the climax. Um, there's a good amount of action in the book. where I was, yeah. we're, we're in a lot of these, especially the, these kind of young reader ones, you're sometimes you kind of be lucky if there's like a single action scene. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, like a like an actual like there's actual fighting going on. Like there was like there was like there were like these catacoots were like these were like they I, were very I, active in this book.
0: Yeah, so, I was I was very surprised. I will say I agree. I was surprised. At how much action there was, and how visceral the action was, actually, yeah. in terms of, like, noticeable death. Um, yeah. l- the The zombie creature kind of thing going on with the ancient yeah. Catacou on glome uh, and,
1: and the guy turning into... I forget his name. Um,
0: uh, Relic. Ra- Ra- Ril- Ril- yeah, Relic.
1: Yeah, Relic turning into one. And towards the end, I'm like, man, this is a horrifying uh, kind of a going and on here, but it was good. I was like, "Man, yeah, I don't know i i I like that as well. There are a lot of different things that I liked about it. Honestly,
0: I um, respect it. I i i i We can we're gonna agree to disagree though, because. But I respect I respect it. But I can't believe we finally disagreed on something.
1: Yeah, yeah, no,
0: uh, yeah, Wow, wow. Our mark, our yeah. Well, to be fair though, it will be that like this is it definitely dethrones out of the shadows as my least favorite wow okay high republic book um it it just did it just did i thought i thought out of the shadows was more interesting
1: and, and I, you didn't and you didn't um and i'm getting this is getting off high republic briefly but you didn't you didn't uh, read padawan did you
0: no that was the kirsten white one
1: yes Yep.
0: no i never got to that that was again every anything that released in essentially in essentially August and later, so Padawan, uh, Rebel, what was it uh, the Princess and the Scoundrel? The Scoundrel, yep. um, yeah. those two I completely uh, missed out on. Okay. Did you? You did not? Do you did not like Padawan?
1: No, I did not. That was one. Oh. That was another one that I was not a fan of.
0: Hmm. Uh,
1: yeah, I wasn't a fan of it, and I don't know, you know, if I don't know if maybe I don't know if the audience if the people, if folks listening really liked it, I don't know, but th- th- I, I was not a fan of Padawan. Um, you know, and and you know, like we say with a lot of these, it wasn't like poorly written necessarily or anything like that. The story just this was one of those books where I'm like, this just is not written for me. This was Mm -hmm. not written for Mm -hmm. me. Um, you know, it's Obi Wan, young Obi Wan, like young young Obi Wan, like young teen Obi Wan, and a bunch of kids on this planet, and I'm just not interested in this. I'm just not.
0: That's what I I think a lot of that is what I felt with Quest for the Hidden City. It just felt like it wasn't for me. Yeah. It just felt like it wasn't for me. And I just uh I I just was very I was surprised. I was surprised because I I have obviously enjoyed pretty much everything that I have read for um the High Republic. I have enjoyed all of it. So this it was almost a little disappointing. I felt, I felt bad for myself. Not as bad as like, when I hated the Rise of Skywalker and I had an existential crisis about my childhood <laughs> and then my adulthood. And I felt yeah. incredibly let down and disappointed. And I was near heartbreak because I thought, how in the world? I didn't like a Star Wars movie. And, you know, I got to tell you, twenty-four four-year-old me really had an existential crisis. I wasn't that level of disappointed. But I was like, oh, man, I really liked everything in it, and I just didn't love it. And it wasn't even a bad book. Like, let me put that out there. It wasn't, it's not poorly written. George Mann writes well. Good story, you know, on its own. Decent enough story. Characters are good. I mean, I didn't care about Amos, Cam, or Obik at all, but (laughs) uh, Dietrichs I cared a little bit about. Um, But for the most part, I didn't care much. So I just was a little let down. Um, Moving on, the last thing to be released in part of wave 1 in terms of the novels is was the audio drama Battle of Jeddah. And I freaking loved this. I loved this. And I I was deeply enthralled. It's another one that felt like it started off a little slow for me. I think it was hard for me to keep track of all of the characters.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, it was kind of difficult.
0: It was difficult at first for me to keep track of all the characters. So much so that I bought the physical edition so that I could right. read along at some points just to, like, kind of delineate in my head. Um, yeah. And then once I got into a groove, I didn't need to read it from the book anymore. But I was, I was like, whoa, this is a lot. But then once I got into it, deeply, because it's really everything that we've come to that we wanted, everything coming to a head, everything from Convergence and Irem and Erno, everything about the path of the open hand, everything comes into play, and then if you've been reading the High Republic comic series, you know, that's like the other flip side of Jeddah so you get to see all that, the moment that happens in issue 5 of the High Republic yeah. series, when the Herald, uh, you know, tries to talk to the Convocation of the Force, we get to see from another point of view in this book, and it just... I loved it. I thought the, as always with the audio dramas for Star Wars, the acting is on point. The, yeah. the sound effects and the music, absolutely enthralling and on point. I gotta tell you, I choked up at one point. I got, like, I was, I was walking the dog listening to it, and I cried. I cried, man. When, um, um, when Keth Sarapath dies, fighting off, I forgot yeah. who it was fighting off, but save Solandra and he just wanted this and in a lot of ways he's like the main character of the book and he just wanted to he wanted to live this hero to and he he's like was i like and she goes yes you saved it he was like like a padawan and oh my god i i just i lost it dude (laughs) I lost it, and the and they're playing like the old school, like Star Wars. Yeah, they're playing. I forgot which. I forgot which theme it is, but it's like the sad theme in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, or and I'm, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. I just, I did not expect to become so attached, and I did, and I did. So I think that's, yeah, yeah. I, I, I loved Battle of Jeddah, but I I have talked a lot about it. So you tell me.
1: What did you think? Uh, oh, Battle of Jeddah is fantastic. That's another one. Yeah, uh, you know, again, sounding like a broken record. Another fantastic book. Battle of Jeddah is really, really, really good. Um, I listened to the audiobook, um, as I do with most of these, and and man, it is really, really good. A lot of um, a lot of action, which of course is just right up my alley. A ton of action. It, it, it's titled Battle of Jeddah and it delivers it is a battle throughout <laughs> throughout most of the book oh yeah, um and it is and it is very is very tense um but it's really it's really good um a lot of a lot of um you know kind of twists and turns throughout as well. it's not just a linear kind of thing like you kind of don't know how things are gonna end um and, yeah, I, I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I very much enjoyed it. Um, it's kind of at a point where now I'm just waiting. I'm just like, okay, I need... It's, it's all so good. I'm just like, I need the next thing now. What's when's the next? Yeah. <laughs> the next good High Republic thing. But this was really yeah. good. Battle of Jedi was fantastic.
0: I I loved it. I know it's not your favorite of the audio dramas so far. No. Um, I know you said you liked Tempest Runner more. Is that correct?
1: Yes, yeah, I did like Tempest Runner more, yeah. And, again, is it, you know, I liked Phase 1 in general more than this phase. Yeah. Um, but I did like Tempest Runner more. I did, and I didn't think I would, but Tempest Runner was, was a surprisingly good. Oh, know.
0: yeah. Tempest Runner was very surprisingly good. And I didn't think I'd care about Lorna D as much as I did. And then Lorna D ends up becoming one of my favorite characters among the Nile. Um, and in general in Phase 1. Uh, did you like it more than Dooku, Dooku Jedi Lost?
1: Uh, No. No, I did not like it more than Dooku Jedi Lost. And again, I, I, and I, and that's not even to say anything bad about this one.
0: Oh, damn
1: um, it. But it's just how high, just how good those two, those two those two audio dramas are. Oh, so good! Dooku Do, Do, Jedi Lost is so good. Where I re-listened to that recently. Um, as did you, well,
0: did you re-listen to it?
1: I did, yeah. No way, of the, um, because of the. Uh, Tales of the Jedi. With the oh, Dooku. because
0: of Tales of the Jedi. Smart move. Smart move. Yeah, I couldn't. I I be. I couldn't be arsed.
1: And also to line everything up with. And and I can go off. I can go off on a whole long tangent on that. Um, because you know things that maybe I thought didn't show up in Tales of the Jedi, I thought, I thought could have showed up. Mm. Um, just in terms of of um, you know, just because Dooku's sister and all this all that stuff was such a big part of Dooku's story according to the, to Dooku Jedi loss, then it's like, you know, but, but you know, that aside, I, Dooku Jedi Lost is, is, is fantastic. It's fantastic. It's, it's definitely, I think one of my favorite, um, Star Wars stories, I think.
0: So I want to touch on a couple of books. I'm actually really excited for, but we'll get there in a minute. What I will say is I would like to touch on the comics real quick. So just very quickly. I did not. I have again. Haven't read the Nameless Terror yet. So, you mm-hmm. can tell me you've read the first issue.
1: Uh, yes, I did. Yeah. How do you like it? Very good. Just like yeah. just like everything. Just like everything else. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's very
0: good. We are we we are both a little bit of a broken record when it comes to that. Yeah. High yeah but yeah, it really, is just so good though. Like it's not yeah, good. Everything. We're not really exaggerating. Good. Yep. We're not exaggerating at all. No. Um. So I I've really enjoyed. So of the three, there are four comics right now. Then that means ongoing. There is the High Republic proper, which follows Vildar Mac as he um, arrives on Jeddah for duty, and then of course everything ends up happening. Church of the the Church of the Force has an explosion. Um, he meets this. I this is a this is one where I struggle to care as much. At the, also, I got to tell you, um, and I I. Did not really start to care until the Path of the Open Hand came in and um, appealed to the Convocation. And then everything that happened after, in terms of the battle, the statue coming down, um, the, the leveler being set loose, which we didn't even talk about. The leveler is set loose among all the carnage there. Um, and Solandra comes into contact with it. So, um, if briefly, not knowing exactly what it is, but f- the feeling that she gets. Um and they all get the feeling in the comic in the comic as well. Um so so um I, I struggled to care at the beginning. It didn't like the High Republic first comic series hit me immediately. Kev Avar, Skier immediately hooked me. <laughs> I had less I had a little more trouble here. Um but I do really like it. I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. We have three or four we have uh, three issues left, eight, nine and ten. So April, May, and June um, will be the last three issues of the series that's written by Kevin Scott. Uh, then there's the Blade of Data, which is another thing that is separate from. It's another project that is separate from the rest of the events of this phase two. But my god, is it good!
1: Oh my goodness! Oh my god! Don't get me started.
0: I want to get you started. This is the point.
1: Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It is so good. Um, again, just Charles Soul. Just it's just fantastic. I mean, this. I am. I. I it's. It's. It, Porter Angle. I, it's rare that I'm so invested in like a Star Wars character so quickly. But I'm so. I want so much more of Porter Angle. I don't. I don't have enough. This isn't enough. I need to see more. Even just in this small conflict that him and Barash, and, and his relationship with Barash. Yes. I'm just yes. like, I need to see more of this. Can I see this like in animation or something? Can I see this actually happen in front of me? Like, it's so good. It's so, so, so good. Um,
0: I, found, I found that with uh, The Blade of Bardada, Porter Angle as a character is someone I liked in terms of Light of the Jedi, but I wasn't clamoring. I know you were like, Enamored at the beginning, I wasn't clamoring to know exactly everything about him. I thought he was cool. I loved hearing how he was a cook. I liked him as a character a lot, but I wasn't clamoring. I didn't know I really wanted this series. And then I read the series, and I love Porter as a character. I <laughs> sick with a lightsaber. I love that he's trying to get good at cooking, and at this moment, sucks. <laughs> like, is really bad at cooking. Um. But like you said, the relationship with Barash I, found, I find so interesting. And I love the flashbacks we get to when they were younger. Yes. Where she's like, she can't use a lightsaber, but she's really good with the Force. He can use a lightsaber. And the level of connectedness that they have. Like, yeah. they're true partners. And I feel like we don't really, we always get Master and Apprentices being in tune and blah, blah, blah. But two people, and, you know, on the same wavelength. And the Jedi wanted to split them up, thought they got too attached and they stay together and yep. they they show that they're better together and they are they make one of the hard best hard. i think maybe one of the best like duos in all of star wars in terms of working together it's incredible they're always just like lock and step and i wasn't expecting to love this comic as much as i do so really recommend blade of bardada especially like if you're not even into all the high republic stuff and you just yeah. want like, a good story and a good Star Wars story.
1: Yeah, and this isn't so connected to everything that's going on. It's not like, oh, if you if you haven't if you didn't get through like Convergence, you won't know anything that's going on. Like it's it's this is a very much a side story. Um But it's it's it works so well. It's really, really good. Oh,
0: so good. Um and then of course there's the High Republic Adventures series. Which neither of us are reading, right? Yeah, um, yeah. It it follows some of the couple characters that were introduced in um, phase one on Takodana, Maz Kanata, and another Jedi. And I just can't. It's another sense. It's another. It's another instance where I'll probably read it for the sake of completionist uh, goals, yeah. but um, because you know I want to make sure that I read everything. In the High Republic. Uh, in Star Wars in general, though there are a few more that I miss, but I just, I, I, I don't, uh, and they might cross over, so I might want to, but I, I struggle to care as much, unfortunately. Um, so that's everything that we've read. Did I cover everything that we've gotten to that you and I have gotten to in the High Republic Phase 2 so far? Is there, I missing believe
1: anything? you, yeah, I believe you have, um. Yeah, I haven't gotten. I haven't gotten to um, just just the really it's just the High Republic adventures, but everything else. Yeah. Um. Yeah, everything else is, has just been very good. It's just very high quality content. Um. Yeah. yeah Once again,
0: that. just like proof of incredible planning and storytelling.
1: Yeah, wow. yeah. This is this is like really top shelf, um, Star Wars storytelling, um. Yeah.
0: I think it's some of the best world-building you'll find in any publishing initiative.
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah? I I honestly do.
0: Uh, So we we have, like I said, we have Cataclysm, the next adult novel kicking off the next wave, as well as Quest for Planet X, which will have some of the same characters from Quest for the Hidden City, except Quest for Planet X is written by Who's it written by? It's not written by George Mann this time.
1: Tessa Gratton? Is she doing oh, it is
0: Tessa Gratton, yes. Tessa Gratton. So actually gives me more hope because I loved Path of Deceit so much.
1: Path of Deceit was fantastic.
0: Um, and Lydia Kang is writing Cataclysm, which, by the way, you ready for this little quick review somebody just posted of Cataclysm as I'm looking this oh. up? Cataclysm is exactly what... This is from Sean Keane, who was a former writer at CNET. God, that brings me back. Cataclysm is exactly what I want from The High Republic. Uh, Lydia Kang's novel focuses on a small group of mostly Jedi and takes them all on fun, intertwining journeys. The stakes get so high in the latter half of the book, the sense of danger is intoxicating. Um, uh, oh, do I want to say this to you?
1: No, you don't. If you're thinking about it, you don't. If it's a spoiler, you don't.
0: But it has me so interested. It's not really a spoiler, but there's a character that I don't know if we thought would be in there. Is in it.
1: Well, that's not a spoiler. You can go ahead and tell me.
0: Yaddle has a major role in the story too. Ooh, Yaddle! And she's really cool.
1: Wow. Hey. Right, maybe, I maybe I didn't need to know that, but that's all right.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I see this and I'm like, this is really cool because I really. No, love I, it. I mean I asked you to tell me,
1: so it's not your fault. But you
0: think, yeah, it's, see, it's your fault. Thank you. Thank you. Yattle, <laughs> Yeah, I really like Yaddle in Tales of the Jedi. Yeah. I really like Yaddle and Tales of the Jedi.
1: Yeah, Yattle great.
0: A lot more than I was ever expecting. And it was such a throwaway character, too, in The Phantom Menace when, you know, she just yeah. is sitting on the council and then doesn't do anything or doesn't say anything. Um, so I am excited for Cataclysm. And then, of course, in May, we have Path of Vengeance. Uh, so that is before the comic series wrap up in June. And then we are a couple months off again. And then we go in October for the start of Phase 3. So we have a lot of High Republic... On the horizon. Uh, what would you say is the thing. That you're most excited to. To learn about. To find out. To see come to a head. To in general. What are you most excited about. about for the phase. For the end of phase two. Hmm.
1: the end of phase
0: two. I love when I say. Fa- I love when I stump you. It makes me feel yeah, good. Yeah. That's,
1: yeah, that's kind of, that's a, yeah. That's a big. uh
0: it's a, I know it's a big, broad ask.
1: Yeah, it's a very broad.
0: Essentially, what story point do you care about the most?
1: Story point that I care about the most right now um, is probably. I mean, I'll take the easy answer. I mean, just what's going on? How is this? How is the path of the open hand? What happens to them? How, yep. how do how do they how do they what happens to them? How does the Roe clan kind of? Go with this route where they're with the Nile and controlling the Nile. Where do they come from? Um, that's kind of the thing that I'm I'm curious about, and hopefully that and, and, you know I'm hopeful that we get some kind of answers. Um, though again, this is so well crafted, I'm sure we will. But that, that that's kind of the thing that I'm the thing that that's the thing that I'm waiting for.
0: Yeah, we're on the same page with that one. I think that's the biggest thing too because I do like the path of the open hand. Um, and I'm interested in seeing what happens to them, and how does it become generations later? Not saying it starts there, but it seems to start there with Martyr Rowe and the Leveller yeah. and Mother. How does it then transform into the Nile down, you know, 150 years later, right? Or 100, let's say 100 and about 100 years later with Markion's father and grandmother and all of that. All so right. I am very interested in seeing how that transforms. Um, so that is the the end of our talk, our little discussion on everything that has been released so far as part of Phase 2 of the High Republic. Now, before we go, I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. You know, there are, there are two books that I'm really excited for. And I, I want to know because we have not talked about it. So the first one I'm really excited for comes out in July, and that is Star Wars Inquisitor, Rise of the Red Blade.
1: Yes, can't wait for that.
0: Uh, so, this is written by Delilah S. Dawson, and this is, right now, this is the, the blurb, I'll read it real quick. From the aftermath of Order 66 comes a new group of former Jedi, each with their own reason to serve the Empire under Darth Vader. Among them is Iskot, who survived the destruction of her old order to claim a new destiny in the Force. Iskot joins the Inquisitors in the hope of uncovering her hidden past that the Jedi refused to share with her. I love the Inquisitors and so I am clamoring for this book.
1: Yeah, I can't I can't wait for that. I, I'm very, very, very excited for that. Um and Delilah S. Dawson is a, a powerhouse in terms of the Star Wars um in terms of Star Wars books. I loved Phasma. Um Phasma was really really good. I think one of the one of the better things to come out of the uh sequel trilogy even though the character unfortunately ended, ended up being being uh, such a disappointment for me personally. Um
0: I, say, I I would I would say I'd say for everybody. That's yeah, uh yeah, that yeah. was nobody was happy with that ending. And yeah. I love the last Jedi, but that was very Yeah.
1: Yeah, that wasn't as good as it could have been. Um, no. I didn't read Black Spire Galaxy's Edge did you, did you did you ever get to that one?
0: No. I okay. started it. I might have gotten like 80 pages in and then okay. I never finished it. I I guess it felt too I I str- another one where I struggled to care because I know it's a tie in to the, you know, yeah. it, the yeah. whole yeah. reason yeah. it was written was for the, totally the Galaxy's Edge, right? Yeah. yeah. Which is by the way, a I you have not been, correct yet?
1: No, I still haven't been.
0: Ah. Uh, it is Incredible, it uh, is incredible. I that is one thing I cannot take away from it. As much as I don't like tie-ins and all that, I do love the idea of like adding a physical place in our world that will correspond to something in the, in in this universe. But it is I, actually pretty magical.
1: And whenever I get the PSVR two, I'm going to get the game as well. Um,
0: oh yes. Oh, I greatly enjoy that because I have the quest too.
1: Oh. So I've oh. played
0: that and the Vader Immortal. Ooh. Um, oh yeah, do yourself a yeah, favor. Think, Those are good.
1: A little bit of Vader Immortal. Um, and that's really good as well. But um dude, it's so good. Yeah, it's so yeah good. It's really, I, I just I just got frustrated. I got stuck in one part and I was just like I just got mad. I was just like I, don't...
0: Oh, I, I feel you. <laughs> I I understand that because I had that happen too. So that's fair. Um okay, so right. Rise of the Red Blade, very excited for I love the Inquisitors. We've always we have a lot of stories involving the Inquisitors now. At this yeah. point in the Disney canon, but we don't have really anything that's from like in depth with the Inquisitors ranks and conversion from an old Jedi to this. We get different stories. We get Trilla from Jedi Fallen Order. Um, uh, I forget the Witch Sister, the one plays is played by Moses Ingram in Um Obi wan Right. Yeah. Third so, sister, right. Yes. Third sister. Yeah, uh, really. So yeah, all of that. Um, we we see them all. and We get hints, but I want like to see a real deep dive uh, into the Inquisitors. I really really want. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that to July. And then the other thing I'm really looking forward to because I am a massive Kira fan is Crimson Climb by EK Johnston. Oh. Yeah, coming out in October. Did you know about this? Am I not you? know about that one? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Who's the better fan now? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: My the my cred decreases. It seems like every five minutes. No, I'm, sure.
0: I'm taking away your Star Wars card. <laughs> um, so this is the it bridges the time in the the few years in the movie where she um gets into you know into the whole Crimson Dawn and Dryden Voss and everything that we didn't Ooh. see happen.
1: Well, there's so so I I do have a question. I'm, I'm sorry. I um oh, I just. There's so much with, like, Crimson Rain and, like... Yes. Yeah, an Empire,
0: content. Crimson Rain, yeah, everything. Hidden
1: Empire. And yeah. I didn't, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I haven't even started all that. So, like, is... So, like... I don't know. It's just... It's, it's just a lot of Cura content that I feel like I just haven't consumed any of. Um, and I'm hoping that... You're missing out. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I really have just to... I really want to jump into it, but it just, it just seems like it's one of the things where like, I really have to do research and like, where exactly do I start? And then, and then where are we now?
0: <laughs> so, uh, it's apparently it is a, so that whole thing is, um, part of the Charles souls Kira story. And it starts with crimson rain, um, oh. the miniseries, And then there's two, I forgot the one right after. And then it ends with the miniseries Hidden Empire, with the, which I think just ended. Um, okay. Uh, that just, that just just ended. So, it, there's a lot of Kira content, and I I gotta be honest, I am all for it. Kira's a character I wanted to see more of after oh, watching all, Solo.
1: Yeah, I'm all for it as well. Kira was a great character. It has... Um, Emilia Clark talked about ever reprising this role. No.
0: And I'll be honest, after Bob Viger comes out and says Solo was a disappointment to them and didn't make the money that they wanted it to, I just don't think we're ever going to see that. And I love, I would love for her to, though. I'm pretty sure she'll meet her end in the comic series. I'm pretty sure Charles soul will just do that to all of us. Um, but I'm a big fan of Kira. I, I loved most wanted. I really enjoyed most wanted, um, which is the prequel to solo yeah, about right. Han and Kira uh, I loved Crimson Rain when I read it um, last year, so it's uh, I'm looking forward to Crimson Cline. Um, I just uh, and I like E. K. Johnston. I loved the Queen series, the um,
1: yeah, yeah, the Padme
0: series. I enjoyed Ahsoka. Uh, so I everything that E. K. Johnston writes Star Wars wise, I've I've pretty much enjoyed. So yeah, I am looking forward to that. All right. Uh, got off track in terms of higher public, but I was just excited to talk about these books and you know, we're talking oh, about, I do have one more. yes, I love it. Keep I it going.
1: Did you, are you excited for the, um, uh, from a certain point of view return of the Jedi that's coming out?
0: Probably a lot less excited than you and not because no. I don't think it'll be good because I haven't read the other ones. You haven't read the other, uh, no.
1: Oh um, my God. I right, I now my now, my
0: now my card is gone. My card was, <laughs> was just taken from me. I, that I, just, that's like ruined a good portion of my day. You haven't read any of them? No, and you've been trying to get me to in the last two yeah. years, and I still haven't gotten to any of them. Not oh, not a man. new hope, and not Empire Strikes Back.
1: I'm not I'm not kidding. Those books were made for fans just like you. I'm not kidding. I'm what sorry. I because it's like it's like it, the the people that have watched the movies like 50 billion times and have pointed out those characters and were like, I wonder what they do. That's what the book
0: does. It's only what me. they do. That is me. That is uh. what I like. I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I want I I, not, I keep saying I'm going to do it. I, it's an, that's one of those ones that I definitely should, would, would need to get the audiobook for. That oh, I would just yeah. turn on oh. and listen to while I'm driving to work.
1: And it enhances the experience, and of course I say that with with all these audiobooks, but for these books particularly, it enhances the experience, I promise you. It really does. It's, because it takes you through the the movie, it takes you through the whole movie, through these different perspectives of people. It's really good. Really good. And like, this, there's like some stories that are like really gripping, or you're like, whoa, what? (laughs) You know, like, telling you what Boba Fett is doing at this random time during like, empire or what is like whoa what like what and then there's other like just funny ones goofy ones where he's like goodness we're just talking about like a wampa or like this other random monster it's like so good so good Ugh.
0: oh okay all right i'm not making any promises because we know what happens when i do i just don't fo- follow through when it comes to reading but i promise i'm thinking about it i promise I'm oh gonna- you
1: gotta get it you, you have to get it
0: Maybe I'll start with Return of the Jedi. Will that be blasphemy?
1: No, I wouldn't say so. No. I,
0: thank I, you yeah, for being reasonable.
1: Yeah, no, I wouldn't say so. This isn't one where I'd say you have to go in any particular order. But it's really good, though. It's very, they're all very good.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so that will wrap up our episode for today. Um, we have a lot of Star Wars stuff coming our way in the next few weeks we have bad Batch is coming to an end that i have to catch up on so i'll probably binge that at some point maybe on my flight over to england in a couple weeks um uh we have bad batch ending soon um we have what five episodes of the mandalorian left so that will end what is it end of april maybe first episode first week of march um we have celebration in a couple weeks
1: so yep, celebration in a few weeks.
0: Um, we and then of course we have the High Republic stuff in April. April is just a massive Star Wars month. Yeah, we Jedi should be just,
1: Survivor. Jedi
0: Survivor. We actually, oh my God, yeah, Survivor. We actually have a crap ton to talk about when I am back from from my trip. We're going to have, uh, hopefully, an episode every week, almost. Um, if you are down for it, and I, yeah. we are going to have so much to talk about is where so we're gonna get through all of it um we will be talking all of it it's exciting like we say it's a great time to be a star wars fan uh so before i sign off though jamari because this is not your only show where else can people find you
1: yep yep people can find me at the new generation podcast network that's n u generation podcast network um you can find us uh this podcast network run by me and my brothers we talk about star wars we talk about superheroes we talk about sports. Please check us out. Uh, basically, anywhere you listen to podcasts, just look us up.
0: I heavily suggest you do that. Wonderful shows. Great, great group of brothers. Just a ton of fun to listen to. Um, that will do it for us. We will be back in the next few months with a ton of episodes, hopefully. And I am committed to really staying on top of all the releases. And I'm very excited to talk anything that comes out of the of Celebration. Uh, so, thank you for listening appreciate you being here we hope you're just as excited about star wars and the high republic as we are we will see you next time and may the force be with you